With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. We are at Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. This is a fun, casual conversation. We've got uh, a lot that we can still talk about, even though it's the middle of May and the off-season for the Buckeyes. That's Berm. He came, went uh, with to Texas with me last week. We had a great time. You guys are still talking, you went so to that's Texas good with me. See? Yeah. What? You went to Texas <laughs> with me. Oh, that's right. I was just along for the ride. Who does the driving? Uh, he does. And he refuses to let anybody else do Those highways in also Texas, true. the lanes are tight. It's a it's a bumpy experience uh, down there. Well, we can talk plenty about that as the show goes along. That's Nicole Cox from oh, Roosters, yeah. who hasn't kicked us out, but <laughs> the show is just starting. Uh, Justin Zwick and Bobby Carpenter. We're going to get into that tour of Texas. We're going to talk... Some more uh, what's going on with recruiting, spring ball in Texas. I know Bobby will have some thoughts about the value of that. Uh, noon kickoff times that were set for Oregon in the game, and then Fox took the Minnesota game, so we have something to work with on a schedule. Uh, we'll get into all that and some more fun, lighter stuff. But Before we get into anything else, okay. oh, we're yeah. not going to talk about – Get off the rails quick. Let's do it. Well, <laughs> no, because thank you. there's going to be no talk about Bama and scholarship numbers because I – I got a, a Twitter. Ooh, I, was, saw, I saw a little bit of that. It was like a that. tornado yeah. that what I, did I miss? sucked yeah. into. When you guys were gone uh-huh. down there okay. gallivanting around in Texas, I had people tell That's me. That's actually how they call it when you get around Texas. You, yeah, you're gallivanting. You're galliv- Tim, Tim May would say gallivanting around Texas. Uh, I digress. But <laughs> geez, but I, I literally, someone watched a show who was a Bama fan. Why do they do that? I don't know, just cause because they like to be angry. They said Bama in the and YouTube then, headline, and then all of a sudden, people just... Really did, and then they must just search through there. I'm like, why? I'm not going to watch what people care, what people say from Bama about Ohio State. I don't care. And so, you know, we got into the scholarship numbers, and, you know, and they're like, Ohio State has three guys in the portal. One of them came here. I'm like, you have six. I go, the last three years you've offered, last four years, this is a fact, 27, 27, 25, 27. That's 106. Mm. There's, a, there's, mm-hmm. there's 85 scholarships on there. And the NCA says 25. But listen, I'm just telling you, this is what happened. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, listen, Nick Saban's a great coach. I'm not going, it's inarguable. That is a fact. And he may be the greatest coach of all time. I'm also, I'm conceding those points. I'm not arguing that. Like, we develops guys better. I'm like, yeah. But he also churns guys out. If he doesn't think they're good enough, he's like, no, if they don't want to compete, they leave. Or they give them the <laughs> opportunity to come and build the Bama pedigree. It's amazing the arguments that were going back and forth. And like, well, they also have guys leave early. I'm like, that is, that is a fact. I go, that also doesn't impact if they have any red shirts at all. I go, so that, we'll just balance that out maybe with the leaving early. And I'm like, guys go there. And I'm like, I'm not saying – that it's right. And they're like, well, they produce guys. Look at the NFL. I'm like, all right, 20 guys. Same number of dudes in the NFL as Ohio State the last 20 years. All right, so you can say what you want. But it would just – the isn't arguments it, – Isn't it funny how <sighs> the guys that are processed out of Alabama just don't want to compete? It's so it's – so, Or they were thankful for the opportunity to then the, go there and continue their career yeah, somewhere th- else. Thank you. I, I'll voluntarily give my scholarship to somebody else. Somebody else that can help Alabama. I can't do it anymore. I'm just out of here. And they're like, they, pr- they produce guys in the NFL. I'm like, they do. I go, but whatever we can get the, defini- the definition of intercollegiate athletics and what that's supposed to mean, yeah. and I understand the professionalization of it, and I'm driving that bus as much as anyone else, 
But there still is like an element of like just pretending that you actually care about players when they're there. <laughs> and like that you ju- they're just not literally commodities that you're going to change in and change out. And I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. And I'm not saying that Saban does that. And then the next one is look at the titles. I go, I already conceded that at the beginning that he was the, probably the greatest college football coach of all time. So can we at least – we've made a full – a flat circle right there on the time continuum. And that literally <laughs> – Burned up about half of my Thursday and Friday. Well, you gotta. Ha- everybody has something to do. And I agree, Bob. That's I, what I like about the start. Of Letterman Live is now going to become the start of the show. Where from last week, Bob? It's like get caught up. Last week on Letterman Live, Bob was trumped <laughs> by Nicole Cox on the injury front. This week, an Alabama day. fan got into it with Bobby Carpenter. No, now, not an Alabama fan. Alabama. I was like <laughs> the state half, of Alabama. Half of Alabama. And I may have said in one of my retorts. What did they say? Something about competing on there. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I live in a state where you don't put gas in trash bags or something like that. And then I live in an area like that. I mean, then it was like you're besmirching the whole state. It was just – it went off the rails, dude. It was – That's why you can't was, get in the comments. Oh, listen, I, <laughs> I was here for it. I, and listen, I'm going to try to stay positive. I stay above board. I'm not going to get vitriol. The dude kept calling me a draft bust and all this stuff. I'm like, I played seven years in the league. It's fine. You can have your opinions on whatever. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're in, completely entitled to them. Um, Did you, you show know, him that your, your bank statement? Because that's 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 not none of those things are relevant. I'm like, you can find any pertinent. Well, it is if he's calling you. If Nick Saban was your coach, James Laurinaitis would have started over here freshman. And I'm like, maybe he would have. I don't know. You'd have to ask James about that. It was a that that is where the these people are crazy, man. You can't get into it with them. A lot of information coming there. Did you remind him some of the coaches that you played for? It doesn't matter. They don't care about that. It doesn't matter. You're gonna find the facts to fit your argument. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I conceded like three or four things that I would believe are fairly factual statements. That doesn't mean that excludes other things from also being true. Nicole, so obviously we're going to need to. It was not a fun casual last conversation. Yeah, the sound. last week on Letterman Live segment with Bobby to kick it off. I mean, that's this is the new thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last week it was great. It was a great day. Just I, I'm still living on. She's that still day. winning. She's still living on that win. <laughs> yeah. Did you, yeah. Go find some I more. Did two losses. That's, <laughs> that's a, tough, a rough week for that's you. That's a tough week. Um, Appetizer Tuesday, Nicole. Mm. We're gonna get away from easy bacon fries. Ooh. I know those are a good ones. They're like bacon. they're like so good. they're like the chips cousin, Justin. Yeah, they kind so of are. They're not all the way. I, mean, I, I like where you're I'm going with it, but I just chips. can't. They're yeah. good. I mean, cheesy bacon skins, fries. Yeah, you're never gonna skins. That's like another cousin mm. where the branches connected and like remerged into another. I like family. them all. Yeah, potato skins are just super thick potato chips. Yeah. They are. They are. They're just yes. not very the same. Turthier, the better. It's all about perspective. That's why we need the chip just because mm-hmm. everything's very potato <laughs> This is a lot of cheese and bacon on it, cheese and bacon. Just give me the chip. Yep. Fried deliciousness with some it, ranch. I'm working to dip on it. it in. So if you guys you. love smooth segues, <laughs> Justin, this is the one that's Justin, gonna we're going to need you to Get over the chips. No, sorry. And we're going to need to talk about Ohio State football. Burn, that's not your notebook, by the way. It's not one that we pass around. That's Nicole's notebook. I don't, hey, you guys, there's a lot of Some good nuggets in here. here. Yeah, there's wisdom in, those, in, yes. in their sheets. Okay. Um, <laughs> smooth segue number two. When you look at – we're going to get out this out of the way right now. Uh, it was a strange story, bizarre story. Uh, I think, for the most part, Ohio State is already able to move on past the massage therapist situation on Thursday. <laughs> The, the only real question I had about it, and and I asked Gene Smith this, and I've I've come around. I'll get your you guys' thoughts on it. We're not going to dwell on this too long, because there's no criminal charges, there's no suspensions, there's no NCA violations. So it's well, not much, sub- so it's not much of a give story. It to the NCAA then. <laughs> yeah. So that was my question to Gene Smith. Like, if they're 
could You're be some professional. Em- embarrassing details for the players. Do they are they comfortable with putting this out? Said Ohio State's perspective was the that was their only real concern about releasing the report and forwarding it on to the prosecutor, the the woman who lost her license. It was going to be pretty easy at some point to find out what happened. And so I, I Berm and I were driving through Texas trying to make sure we could get in position to talk to Gene Smith, read the report, get into file the story. Triangulating the Well, because we couldn't – you know, it took – Ohio State kept this extremely It was quiet. good. They, they should have. And That's they sh- how it should have operated. They should have. So, um, you know, we're trying to think, well, why are they treating this as if it's some sort of major deal? Like, Because mm-hmm. I was told there were no coaches – involved no players that were leaving there was no ncaa violations beforehand no punishments of any kind well then why am i having a background (laughs) conversation with the athletic director for the first time ever yeah for my first time in 10 years and i I thought that it was strange and i didn't think that the players should have to go through with that publicly but the flip side is and as as i sit here right now i think that ohio state handled it in a you know in as well of a situation as they possibly could because if somebody in a year or two found this out, the way that this story would have been presented and covered is, well, there must have been something wrong here. These players must have mm-hmm. been getting uh, an impermissible benefit. The, this must have been some coordinated scheme. And then Ohio State would have to respond to that and say, well, here's an investigation. And then in hindsight, it would be like they were trying to you know, make, cover it up, cover mm-hmm. it up or justify the conclusion that they made, which was that there were no criminal charges, that there was no money, no NCA violations, no impermissible benefits, nothing worth kicking anybody off the team. So I think that the way that the transparency they showed wound up being the right choice for them, even if I still find it very weird. And if you look at the way normally you have a sex quote unquote scandal in Ohio State and the national media would explode, there'd be so much excitement to get it. And you don't see any of that because they just put it out here and like, all right, well, the NCAA and the, and the police are involved. We can move on here. It's great because that's. I wish that's how all of these, call them off the field incidents, would be able to be handled. We got people like you and Berm who dig in and want to try to sensationalize all these. Yeah, stories. that's me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> always. But seriously, one. when you talk about, especially whether it's you know sexual assaults or all of these things, only when they get in the media and they begin to become adjudicated publicly is that when it gets ridiculous. Like. You should be able to conduct an investigation with the parties involved without any outside scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Third party does it. Boom, here it is. Here's the facts. You know, we hand it over to the police. Tell me what you think. The prosecutor. Boom, here it is. Oh, the, the massage board of the state of Ohio or whatever, whoever the, the governs that. And then, okay, this, this is what happened. Oh, well, maybe she was right, wrong. Okay, we think she's wrong. Let's take away whatever it was. And I thought it was done really well. I'm impressed that Ohio State was able to keep it quiet as long as it did. They handed out a full thing. There was, there was nothing else to see. I mean, literally, it was from soup to nuts, man. Everything you could possibly want in your meal. So there was nothing else really in there to dig in on. Um, and so I think they did a great job. I don't know why they gave it to the NCAA. I'll never understand. They had enough things going on over there. Mark Emerson is coloring book right now trying to figure out that NIL thing of how that's going to break well, down. You connected dots, I thought because, it was. <laughs> and because, Bob, you don't know, you know, they might say – all right, well, this is Ohio State, and we're going to make an example out of this. Like, you don't know how they're going to respond to it, even if it's because just because they're going to say – you don't know what they're going to interpret as a violation because LSU is <laughs> funneling money through a hospital in charity and giving it to hey. players, but that's okay. But, through a charity. But you have tattoos, and it's – let's give this program the death penalty. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Like, this is <laughs> it's crazy. You've got the tattoos. You've got Massage Gate. I mean, you've got some, some great stuff going on here, some – Nice above-board stuff, Austin. Anyway, I think that they 
they didn't ever want this to come to a situation, as you said, where publicly the NCAA then had to f- ask whether something was wrong. I think if you volunteer it, you're probably because that's just, worked real well in well, the past. You're right. You look at the two paths you could take now with NCAA helping them only like they pull you in. That's the friend that like <laughs> hey you're trying to help. They pull you over the top into the water <laughs> and we get you out of the pool. Yeah. Oh, over the top! Uh, My cell phone was in my pocket. You jerk! Come on! All right, I wanted to give you an easy win just to get your confidence back. I'll you know, concede that point. That. Uh, Nicole, the other part of this, you and I were talking about it. It's like you know, it doesn't. It's not a big deal when there's not criminal charges, but. For Ohio State to get to that point, they needed 117 players and coaches to consent God. to discuss discuss this with investigators, and who it couldn't have been fun. But it's probably a, another good example of the strength of the leadership of this program that they trusted them to do that to get to this conclusion. Two months, nobody talked about it publicly. You know, Ryan Day and Gene Smith coordinated all this to make sure in the law firm that they could get through it. So that part of it is probably, if you want to look at it that way, a positive for Ohio State. Well, and I think, too, you know, it's with this type of a subject, I feel for the football program that they have to think about so many different elements about the media protecting the guys. I mean, there's just we think parenting's complicated. Like imagine doing it for that entire team along with a university involved NCAA. I mean, there are just so many moving parts. And. I think I, I do believe in that if you don't have anything to hide, <clears throat> show your cards because right. I I think the media, like you were saying earlier, the media looks for something to be hidden and they're going to dig deeper into it and look for more information than that is actually there. So if you're just like, hey, here's everything, they're kind of stand back like, okay, well, I guess we can't make anything out of this. And I think that's the reason Ohio State gave it to NCAA as well, you know, that they're saying, hey, this is what happened and we just want to make you aware of it It, because nothing worse than them finding out from someone else other than the program. And if I can tie this back to Alabama for a second, (laughs) what Bobby's talking about... Let's make sure that we do that for our loyal watchers down in Tuscaloosa. What Bob was talking about earlier is about how these players are turned into commodities. And so the reason ultimately why Ohio State goes out and presents this publicly and says that, hey, they're trying to show people that they care about these kids as real people. And maybe there's a lot of people who joke about this stuff, you know, college athletes getting laid. Like, I mean, that's not what it's about. I mean, it's about protecting kids and protecting the kids in the program from people who have, you know, malicious intent. And so um, it is about Ryan Day and Gene Smith and those guys saying, hey, we're going to take care of our guys here, and we're going to make sure that when parents give their kids to Ohio State, they know that they're trying to actually help them in in bigger ways. Wow, football players are getting laid. I did not. I did not. A heck know. of a recruiting pitch. <laughs> Come get your massage. Glad that we could get an investigation into Be the that. most relaxed team in the country. <laughs> JC, damn, it's just a, on this it's just a weird situation. You know, I, I, I understand something happened where they had to go through and, and do the investigation, but once they have all the information that they could have and realize eh, this really isn't anything, you know, I would have probably kept it, in, you know, internal until the NCAA comes knocking, and then you say, "Here, here's everything we did. You guys want to look into it? Fine, but you're not going to find anything that we didn't already. Right? We, we knew there was nothing there. That's why we didn't." have a big press conference, scare half of Ohio State's fan base because everybody thought, oh, man, tomorrow there's something coming out. What's gonna, what's it going to be? And then it was just kind of this report. So great they're taking care of the kids. Uh, these kids are, have chances to get into all kinds of trouble uh, with people like that who are always looking for something or have you know some kind of bad intentions yep. uh, at play. And, you know, they're looking out for them. That's great. Got this taken care of. And, you know, I think now we just move on and – you know, put it kind of behind us. Yeah, I think that moving on part was also really appealing to Ohio State because otherwise, as we, as Bob was saying earlier on, if, 
people are going to dig into it and then try to turn that into a different narrative down the road, then Ryan Day and Gene Smith or every player that was involved has to go to bed every night thinking, mm. is tomorrow the day that somebody tips them off that this yeah. massage therapist lost her license by working with Ohio State players? That's done with. Yeah. You get to move on. You get to focus on games, which are going to kick off on a Thursday night in primetime at Minnesota. The home opener in the horseshoe is going to be at noon. Also, uh, when we talked to Gene Smith last week, he is expecting that there will be a 100% capacity in the horseshoe for that game. Uh, right. Everything <laughs> about awesome. to be wide open again here. Let's go, baby. Starting on June 2nd. Uh, so that was a nice little uh, nugget tossed in there as well. And then uh, the, the game, of course, will be at noon. That will also be on Fox. So the <coughs> first reaction that we got was, man, noon games suck. <sighs> the worst. I don't get it. I <laughs> love noon games. Also, you've got to write an article. Yeah. Afterwards. All right. But here's, yeah, that's what you. You, yeah. you guys will have You're a selfish. turn here. You're, You're going to have selfish. a turn. Ohio State doesn't lose games at noon. They are almost because they play bad teams at noon. They also <laughs> play, play right. they in the history play of noon games at noon because in the that's last when three Fox years. has decided they to just start. But those are bad teams they're playing at noon, even though it's a big game. Wisconsin and Penn State were pretty good. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I don't I understand the complaint of fans that, that you don't get the time to tailgate. I've, I've been in that situation for other sports. I get it. I'd like to have all day for that too. But I the team wins games. The broadcast ratings are through the roof for Fox. You know, the, the only other issue that they have is that recruits can't get there. Burns that's can talk that's about a fairly that. big issue. Though. But they, it's they, a major issue. It's it's a complication. But they that's also addressed on the back end by the television ratings and the potential that they could have on Saturday night with the coaching staff that doesn't exist if they're in the stadium. And people, I will just say the complaints about the atmosphere that Berm has made them for, for as long as I've covered this team. I don't buy that as well because I've seen other games and you know. Penn State in the afternoon against Akron. Guess what? It's not rocking like a whiteout for that. The what's most important is the opponent on the field. At noon on September 11th, with 100,000 people there for a top 10 showdown, that place is going to be as electric as any place in the country. And there's nowhere else I'd rather be. I don't think it would make a difference to me if it was at eight o'clock. I think you'd be more electric. How? Because be drunker and wouldn't be a more electric. Yes. Have you listen? People, hey, people, people we, lose we their, would be the seen, same amount of sober. So, well, yeah. you too, yeah. But have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen the pyramid of decision making? Yeah. And and alcohol consumption. How your decision making? It's an inverse relationship. Yeah. Okay. So as this goes up, decision making goes down. And these things. I only know that, that anecdotally. Inter- I haven't actually well, seen for sure. That, yeah. That, all of us right, up here. That perfect intersection is about eight o'clock. Okay. To where you're right where you need to be, and you're really aggressive, but you're not going to make any really bad decisions. We're way too far over here. At like <laughs> one o'clock, that's when those things get real far apart, and then we're going to make do some bad stuff. And so. I like the 8 o'clock start. You could have at least given me a 3.30. I really honestly feel bad for the Oregon guys. Like, hey, here you go. Fly across the country. Fly across country. Kick off at 9 a.m. Oh, your parents <laughs> going to get out of bed and try to wake up and watch out drinking their coffee? Like, you're playing a premier game. And Ohio State recruits a lot of guys from the West Coast. So this also impacts the West Coast recruiting because who the heck is watching that thing? Like, the two premier brands you could argue right now under Fox's umbrella mm-hmm. outside, of, outside of Oklahoma with the Big 12 – are Oregon and Ohio State. Oregon has been dominating the Pac-12 for the most part. Ohio State's handling the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, why would you not make it at 3.30? And I know they've got the big noon kick thing, and that's all well and good, and that's their deal. I just, as a player, I liked playing 
and playing in the night games unless it was a game that should be played at noon. You know what I really dislike is when you try to tell me it's a good game by putting Rutgers on at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a night game. Oh, yeah, you get to the end it's of the night, you're like, what do I got to watch? Oh, uh, Rutgers in Indiana? 8.30, <laughs> it's, like, it's 28 nothing. Yeah, now what, yeah. now what am I going to try to find? Mm-hmm. The, pro- the fact is, whenever you put Ohio State on, you're going to have watch. those same numbers. If it's at 8 o'clock, so I, I like the – what is it, 7, 7.30 game that yeah. they have? That's the best because then you're in bed by 11.30. You're not you know, having to stay up. I mean, maybe you guys. Plus, myself, I, I'm, up the stairs. Like, yeah. I'm up the stairs in my bed you know, earlier on those nights. <laughs> but people will watch these games whenever. The noon game to me. You can't get roosters for tailgating at 9 o'clock. Of course you can. Can't you, Nicole? For some big games, so restaurant opens at 11, but like we've opened before for Ohio State-Michigan game. We've opened early. Well, what about about for Oregon? You know what? We're going to discuss that tomorrow. Now she's taking that to the team. I do have a question. I have a question You know, for Bobby and Justin on – so when you have a noon game, is it easier on the players? Because I know like – I, I don't like to fly. Okay. So when I have an early morning. I love, you're a nervous I, wreck most of the time, Nicole. So I it's am. I'm a, little, I'm a little worried. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, she's thinking about Jamie attacking her about chips. No, but I. She when, brought it up. <laughs> when I, I'd rather take an early morning flight so that I don't have to like think about it all day. So <laughs> do you guys like a noon kickoff? Because then it's like you're waking up or, you know, a night game. You have all day to overanalyze the game and start. Just like playing mind games. Those you are know? real questions. There's, there, I know. There, to me, there's two good parts about a noon game. One, it's what she's talking about. You, you wake up, you have your breakfast, yeah. you get going, you play the game. There's no waiting around, watching other games, wasting time. Because it does. a night game gets boring. You're in a hotel. You can't really yeah, do anything. There's you, nothing you, you can do. only take You're so many waiting. team walks. You know, you walk around the hotel. Mandated nap. Yeah, you know, basically. I like those. Right? So <laughs> that's a good thing about the noon game. Another thing about the noon game is you're out of there at 4.30. Yeah, then you get so to you start get, the time. Yeah, so that's you time. Yeah. You know, you you get to go home. You, your family's probably there because they came to the game. Yeah. You go to dinner. You go, you know, you get some time away from football. So that is a nice thing about the noon game. That's the only two I can think of. Yeah. He, he had them both yeah, on the head. Both on so the head. what I was saying about so the three To me, the 3.30 game is probably one of the Another best. Another win for Nicole. Yep. You I'm really liking this. I think we're going to start keeping track. 3.30 is that middle window. <laughs> we need a little uh, yeah. oh, tally mark. Oh, in the notebook. We have a sign right here. Actually, you can put a notch next to Bobby yep. or a notch next to Jay-Z. <laughs> yep. I like it. But the one thing, like with the new, it's just – you get up early, like it's you're waking up early, like six thirty. The three thirty, it's that nice window you get where to you sleep get in up a little, a little bit. bit. Yep. The night game, you do sit around. And mm-hmm. when you're young, I think you don't handle your emotions quite as well. When I got older, man, I would wake up, eat early. We'd have our meeting, go down, do what we need to do. I'd come back, take a nap, watch a little college football. You just have to keep your emotions mm-hmm. in check all day. It's not the worst. And then I'd sit there at the Blackwell. And stare out at all those people. Oh, everybody awesome be outside time. throwing footballs. Thinking, I know and, yeah, drinking beer. they're going to be here for me when yes. that ball, when oh. the foot hits the ball, they're going to they're going to swing as hard as they can, Austin, mm-hmm. yeah. for Buckeye Nation. Go make the great state of Ohio proud and win this darn football game. Well, I did like when I covered the SEC and the marquee game for that league at that time, three thirty, three thirty kickoff. Mm-hmm. You knew that's when it was going to be. You know, Tennessee didn't play in a whole lot of them when I was there, <laughs> uh, so I wound up covering a lot of night kickoffs for that team because that's where they shuffled them off into Rutgers land. But that's a that's about the perfect time for me for football. You have plenty of time to be there and tailgate. You can get out at a reasonable time after it's over. 
Jay-Z can go to bed or whatever he needs to do. <laughs> but I, I liked 330, but the prob- the reason that this exists for the Big Ten and the reason that it's not going to change is because the SEC carved out that window. Mm-hmm. The other leagues carved out a primetime broadcast, so Fox found a way to solve their problem. You don't have to compete head-to-head, and you have a marquee brand that's going to give you massive ratings for advertisers in the noon to three window. So Ohio State's going to keep Why playing. the West Coast, though? Then why, why mm-hmm. would you sign the Pac-12? Well, because you can't. Somebody big, had to. You got a nice uh, little discount. Well, then you get the ten thirty p.m. slot, Bob. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that's what twelve after. And that's when I'm sitting there after the noon games, and it's that's 10:30, when bad decisions happen. I've, like I've, watching I've the Pac-12. I've been consuming alcohol for fourteen hours, and it's ten thirty, and I'm sitting there watching this game. Like, okay, I'm like fading in and out of consciousness, and go because it's tough to drink all day if you don't start in the morning. You have to start, but it. it's tough to drink all day if you also pass out at five, which is the problem with the noon game. Because it's still light outside, so your day might be, your watch might be ended, but the day is not over. Berm and I just wind up watching Pac-12 after dark because that's when we finally get to start drinking. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. It's when I get home, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we're all in agreement that the Big Twelve, Big Ten, Pac-12 should just listen to us about mm. everything. Yeah, uh, and, and schedule every every game at three thirty. Just all at once. I'll every tell you this though: the for, for the players, and Bob, you might agree with me on this, and it goes to what he's saying. There's nothing better than going into the shoe under the lights i mean it's a long wait for that but boy i'll tell you what that's a different that's a different game and you know when you come to ohio state you're used to playing friday night lights right that's that's what you work towards all week in high school then you come and it's like oh we got a game at noon on saturday this is weird then they tell you well yeah well yeah yeah and then it's like oh you're gonna have a night game that's a different that's a different vibe in the shoe i mean it is a I, i think having recruits at a game like that in the shoe at night is better than coaches being able to go. It makes a Absolutely. huge do something else, especially now. Yes. Especially now because there's so many official visits and visits that happen in the summer. These kids are coming back in the fall for games. They're coming back for that game atmosphere. So, you know, previously, you know, years gone by, that was your official visit. That might be your only trip to town, and so you want that one-on-one time with the coaches. But now, like, you need to be able to walk in and feel that what that place is like yeah. when it it's lights lit we up. We played, I think. Two night games in my career at Ohio State. We played Washington to open the season uh, in 2003, and we played Texas mm-hmm. to open the home eh? open the home season. Yeah, and they were special. Like they meant something. I'm not yeah. saying play all the games. No, yeah. I'm telling you though, like it's special. You get some it? big time games, man. Slide them in in the. Yeah, I agree. That, that, that Oregon Ohio State game, the, both those uniforms under the lights. That would have been. Oh, yeah. That would look. But nice. that was the other unintended consequence. Or there were two of them. When Urban Meyer really wanted more night games, mm-hmm. Ohio State wanted to play more night games. Well, what wound up happening is that, okay, well, that also means you're going to play Illinois at night because that's what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, that atmosphere for the night game when you're playing Illinois uh, Rutgers is not yeah. the same. It's no. the same as if it's at noon. I think it's it's all about the opponent. The other part of that is you want to play night games? Well, guess what? Uh, Iowa wants to play you at night. Purdue wants to play no, you at home night. Home night games. Okay, but you have to do it on the other end. And not so Ohio, really. Ohio no one State, cares Ohio about State could say we're Ohio not State going. wound up playing every road game at night. I know. And you got so you're giving that advantage to the opponent. Well, that comes up to the people who are in charge here. I'm not going to mention any names and just say no. Well, you like can't there. say no. Yeah, you can't. Not in September and October, you can't. When you're Ohio State, you can do whatever. Hey, in my you club, can do whatever. I can splash the why don't we run this league? the bleep I like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who are they tuning in to watch? Yes. Well, whether they whether they could or should or will do that is it? Those are completely different questions. Like if someone went full Dirk Diggler, I'm the biggest freaking star here. 
Ohio, oh boy, that's Ohio State. Well, don't you think that they would have been playing football? Ohio in State September is a, last year is if a, that was the case. Ohio State likes to play nice with with the league and with the team Why? people because that's what they do. I don't know. You tell I'm me. Tired you know these the world we're, that's the world we're in now. You got to play nice. Bobby's asking questions that he knows the answers to. That means it's time to take a break. We're going to let Nicole get out of here. She's going to make sure that she gets the restaurant open early on September 11th. Who knows what the Appetizer Tuesday will be that week. But we exactly. Know it's and it's September evening. 11th, by the way. What a better way mm. than to get the nighttime flyover mm. right oh, there. Gosh. I mean, do I have to mm. draw this up any mm. better for people? Nighttime Picturing flyover. it right now. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Huge American flag Woo! out there. On Big the American It'll flag. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Length of the field. I think we it's can still, still get be changed. So it's still going to be so special. It will. <laughs> Let's and it's get probably on better next if not at night because then people will actually be sober enough to like, you know, appreciate to we don't, it. We appreciate don't, it. Yeah, they'll actually the players appreciate don't care the game, if they Bob. remember or appreciate the game. They want them screaming as loud as they can, jumping yeah. up and down. Okay. And those are. night games, Nicole, don't give up your place. Listen, <laughs> I, I think that I think everyone's right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are right. That's my job. You guys are right. Night games are better. Austin's right. If Ohio State's playing Penn State or Michigan or Oregon at noon, it's going to be louder than it would be if they were playing yeah. somebody else at night. Well, that's what I find most ludicrous about the suggestion that Ohio State can't play big games at noon. And then you ask, so, well, can you move the Michigan game tonight? No. Yeah. And then I people get all and, right. No, must be good. I think that'd be awesome. It's sacred. I know it is weird. It's at noon. I mean, my my senior year, we had the three thirty Michigan game. We that can, was. Awesome. We can move. Well, we we can move the game. Where do you know that if we're doing it earlier in the year? You can't do it at night, at December first at eight o'clock. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Is, I have to be on the field. That'd be great. I think <laughs> I we have should to be on the field. <laughs> not. I, I'm not signing off on that. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going <laughs> to sign off on some other things. We're going to be right back on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. Uh, Berm, we, we learned a lot last week in Texas. We started, and the fact that they were actually having a spring practice, I didn't really know what I was getting into on that regard because I just we do a lot of these trips, and you might see uh, seven on seven or a walkthrough and just meeting the family primarily. But we saw real live hitting, yeah. real football, and it was the first time. I, I can't wait to get Bobby's thoughts on this because he actually is, you know, really knows what goes on with high school football football, high school sports in this state, and the logic they have. But tell me first your number one takeaway from the week, and then we're going to get into the value of these spring practices for high school football. I just think it's about how many players are there. I mean, it, it, it's the same way when I was down in Atlanta in, in April. You can literally go any direction three miles and find Division One players, and it's just there is such a what should be an unfair advantage for, for Texas and A&M and these other schools. And the fact that Ohio State continues to go to these places and pull these kids out of there – um, I don't want to say with ease, but the fact that they're able to do so speaks just absolute volumes about what the brand of this of this place is and, and of the Ohio State football program because there's, what, 58 different Division One colleges in Texas or something like that. I mean, they can go anywhere, and they, they want to come to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, 58 might be an exaggeration. I, well, there's 130 teams in all of Division One football. Yeah, I think, I think, so I think 58, 58 of them are probably in Texas. Too. Everything's bigger in Texas. I, I, I honestly, <laughs> including the hyperbole. For the record, for the record on this, 
I think Ohio might have more Division One colleges than Texas does. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, I'm just saying, major Division One. You just school. threw it out there. Oh wait, you gonna, who are you going to consider? Texas Tech. Well, sure. They're SMU, the 12, Baylor. The, well, yeah. I mean, we know what happened some... to Baylor now. <laughs> Baylor. I mean, Baylor athletics. They're barely above board. Now we'll get the uh, Baylor people off. They've off. never even seen the board. Well. <laughs> Welcome, Baylor fans, to <laughs> yes. Let's expand. Thanks for stopping by today. We're going to expand the tent. Hey, Baylor, you're yeah. headline. This Come week. on down. Come on down. And tell us your thoughts about how <laughs> you guys above are board. You're, che- you're not cheating at all. They want to win. Let's yeah. just put it like that. Hey. Well, you have to want to first of all. Then you have to decide. You got to actually do it. Do it. Yeah. How the point it, is, there's a lot of good <laughs> players in Texas, and I think that you know when you look at that state, Ohio State going down there and becoming such just a regular topic of conversation it speaks to what urban meyer really uh did in that state okay you two grew up playing ohio high school football we know what the restrictions are for that compared to some other states um i had never really thought of it even though i've heard urban meyer talk about it ryan day talk about it lots of people discuss the value that you can get out of you know getting a texas kid who's gone through spring practice you know i didn't really ever consider it as a negative for Ohio or a major positive for Texas. It was just something that existed. And then I saw South Lake Carroll going live for an hour and two and a half hours of installation and individual drills and going practice and Quinn Ewers throwing the football around. I thought, oh, well, he gets to do this 60 times throughout his high school career. It's another season. And Ohio, you know, <laughs> kids in this state get zero. And then I was like, okay, I get it now. This is uh, a different playing field compared to the kids in this state. So you look at it, you essentially get two weeks, and this is how it's set up. And honestly, I'm waiting for someone. They're really, they're really uh, teetering right now, the OHSA. This would be a great knockout blow. And it's something that I've thrown around for the last 20 years because my dad, he, you know, when he played, uh, played in Houston, he lived down there in Texas. I went down there, he's like, holy smokes. I mean, they've been doing this down mm-hmm. there since yeah. the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And, like, how does it run? Because people are like, oh, you got baseball, you have track, you can't intercede on these sports. Like, well – of AAU basketball and all this crap, going to have fall ball and baseball for kids that are playing. Like, talking about two, they do a two-week deal, practice, practice, have like a little scrimmage at the end. I don't know if they're able to play another school or how exactly that works. I mean, they're, they're winter. I mean, they're, they're allowed to have a football in the winter. And they have like class and guys like get there before school and like their gym classes running routes and like practicing, like have indoor facilities and all this stuff. And so, yeah, you're getting a more polished kid. And so I'm waiting for someone and I, I hope that it happens eventually, to file a lawsuit against the OHSAA about hindering their ability to develop relative to other states and putting them at a competitive disadvantage for their development on a national level to be able to garner a college scholarship. Because that's really what it is. Football is – the it's people talk about in Ohio how they love it, but they treat it like the stepchild when it comes to sports with the ability of what you're able to do in the summer with camp days mm-hmm. and how they've ratcheted everything back. Like it's the only <clears throat> sport here that really doesn't have two seasons. And at so, and, and the high school level. And so it's, it's ridiculous because you see those kids down there. They get that extra two weeks. And over the course of four years, it's almost a whole other season yeah. that they get to develop and practice. So I'm not telling kids to not play other sports and do this stuff, but it's two weeks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still can, playing other sports. Can, well, yeah, yeah, and two weeks. You, you can do it. I mean, and the simple point is you have even seven-on-seven seven stuff. That's not allowed in Ohio no, either. So it's like not ten even, days in the summer. Right. So it, it's just it, – Oh, went to the wrong schools. <laughs> You're saying gym class, indoors, track you coaches guys, were football coaches. Yeah. They, they had a full spring game coming up in yeah. South Lake Carroll. There were Every 20, high school, thousand yeah. people there to watch it. So yeah, you got that. Crazy. Dragons. Like, yeah, I did not. There were a lot. There was a lot of things I learned. 
Like that was the flow of our yeah, guy down there. It's ugly. <laughs> that looks ugly. <laughs> I didn't know if it looked better in person or not. No, it doesn't. No. Um, <laughs> but the dude is a ridiculous talent. I uh, Berms Berms sees a lot more of them than I do. But he, this kid was doing things that Berm loves it. watching dudes. It, it's Image likes together. I love watching them throw the football around. That's what I'm into, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions about it. Uh, I mean, can you imagine Jay Z that value for? Oh no, I mean it. You know, my my parents moved to Florida. My dad was a principal down there at one of the schools, and I remember being down there visiting one time during spring. It's like I went and threw to the football team. You know, they're having practice. And they're like, hey, you know, the coach was like, will you come in? And I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. Will you know, you transfer here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, get ready for it. Yeah, I mean, they're they're fully padded. I mean, it, it was something special, and uh, you just wonder why Ohio, you know, with the football crazy state that we are, that that that's not something that's ever really been tried before or brought up i don't know if they've oh it's been brought up well i'm it sure gets, I don't, yeah i guess it's been brought up down. but quickly shot down and they don't have any need for it or want for it and it's just like it doesn't make sense to me because football is football in ohio i mean it's the biggest sport that we have going here so to give these kids an opportunity to practice a few more weeks a couple more weeks during the spring work on you know what they need to work on just like spring ball at ohio state you go through practice you get done, you know what you have to work on going into the summertime, and then get ready for camp. But you have that ability to, you know, have something in the spring because nothing is like football. That's why they don't have AAU teams. That's, you can't just throw a team together and go play. Nothing is like it. So to be, you know, to give them that opportunity for a couple weeks in the spring to be with their team and to be going through the drills that their coaches want them to be going through, I, I think it would be huge. And it's just dumb that Ohio really hasn't done it. And, and Ohio is not different from Texas in the way that they value high school football. I'd say no. – it's top five, top ten when it mm-hmm. comes to the Friday night lights experience mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, it, Ohio still loves football. They still produce a ton of talented people. But if you're just putting them on out there on the table for a recruiter and you measure them about even athletically, and this kid has 60 more practices of football under his belt, like, you you have to take this choice. You're getting better. You get better. And, like, it's, that's why Ohio State, you've seen them gravitate to get more kids from Texas as opposed to Florida, which Florida has spring ball, too. But in Texas, I mean, they have coaches that are just coaches that that's all they do. Like, yeah. you're not a teacher. Yeah, they're not teaching social studies. No, they're not doing anything. And so you get a kid that's you know usually a great athlete that's well-trained but also has a pretty high football IQ because mm-hmm. they've gone through all of these things throughout the time. And so they're pretty good kids, and the coaches are tough on them. It's not like Florida where it's you're like the AAU passing circuit and you've got all these dudes coaching who who knows – what they're really in it for. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, these you guys know what are, they're really in it for. Like, these, yeah, well, we, we do know that, but we can pretend like we don't. Um, but in Texas, I mean, these coaches, they make they make good money. They, they don't want to lose their jobs. They want to produce high level. So they're going to challenge these kids. They're going to develop them. They'll be fundamentally sound. They'll understand the game. And so you get a really high-quality player coming out of there. From the, the demographics of, of just people where they live is shifting in a major way. So people are already leaving the Midwest to go to Texas, to go to Florida. And all of these little things that pop up that are just slowing the development of the kids here is why Ohio State fans, you know, four years from now, oh, I didn't know Ohio State offered this kid. Well, because he was not a better football player three years ago because this dude had four extra years of learning the game. I mean, it, and so it just changes and, and forces Ohio State to kind of, you know, look elsewhere. They have to look around. So people who are clamoring for more Ohio kids on the Buckeyes roster, do you want the Buckeyes to win more football games or do you want more Ohio kids? Because the Ohio yes. kids are developing, yes, both the Ohio kids are developing as as twenty one, twenty two year old men because they finally got a chance to catch up. More growers than showers. Absolutely, yes. I think that's the part. I remember you getting that question a lot three or four years ago, Berm, about 
if you needed kids who understood the rivalry better, you know, would they have more passion if you got the Ohio kids? Would they stay longer? Well, I mean, they all, they have to stay longer, but you don't want to sign up for that development process if you're trying to win right away. You want someone like J.K. Dobbins <clears throat> who rolls in out of Texas and starts for you in the in the opener. You want Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, that's Jeff Akuda. You, they're coming ready to play. That's why you're not seeing that with, like, Ohio kids. They're not going to go start as a true freshman. All right. The very rare of the rare in Ohio, I mean, the Jack Sawyers of the world are not – They're in Texas, there's 10 of those every year. Yeah. In Ohio, there's there's one every other year, and that's that's a major difference. All right. What else is on your mind, Berm? Because it's time to go you're off back. the This is three for three, right? I don't have a lot on my mind <laughs> right now. I feel like it's just good to be around people, you know? Uh-huh. He made Hang it through out. his flight Hang last out. week. You know, that was, that was big. Um you know, I I, I'm I had to twist his arm to get on an earlier flight back on yeah. Friday. He he sits down. I don't like layovers. <laughs> said, I think layovers are stupid. Said Jay Z, we can uh, you know, we can get on this flight and we'll be home four hours early. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Normally he's I like, did it. There was actually two left at the same time. One was going to go to Dallas and it was going to get us back to Columbus about an hour earlier. Where are you flying out of at that point? We we're in Houston. I said we can go to Dallas. We can actually be home at six o'clock. And he's no, that's going the wrong way. So he volunteered. Going the wrong way. I got him to finally admit that we needed to leave earlier or could leave earlier. And he wanted the one Houston to Nashville instead of Dallas because it was going the proper direction. Mm. So yeah, but it was. But that yeah. one was actually one hour they long. They don't have a plane there for you. You need to drive back. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. That's exactly. Lo- that's logical. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't feel like it makes sense. Uh, listen, it doesn't I'm, make I'm sense. a person who believes in you know progress, guys. Okay. I don't. You can't live looking backwards. You can't travel forward. Traveling backwards. Well, you still had to go north. Like, hmm. what? What is the matter? No, I would have to go totally west. No, no. You need to look at a map. I don't like maps and stuff. But, but you, you but yet drive. you drive. Yeah, because then I'm in charge. <laughs> he and he loved it. I don't know how you guys made it through. I don't know if you guys know this about Austin J. Ward, but he does not often, you know, surrender um, control. Control. And so, mm. when I have the ability to be the person in charge of the car, I'm going to take it. Every darn time. <laughs> I didn't know I you were such a control freak. I wanted to drive to Texas, but he was like, no. Well, that sounds terrible. Imagine all that's the places a, we could have seen. the worst idea. Imagine all the places. Do you have a month to just take off and go drive down there? I've never <laughs> seen it. He's a Dr. Seuss into this We episode. could have seen America's Splendor. the places you'll go. Bro. We could have seen America's Splendor. Let Instead, me say this. I guess. Instead, we were Austin, then you had stuffed Texas onto the plane. border and had another day. Austin will write, a, into planes he'll, like write a, he'll write a report on what exists between Nashville and Memphis <laughs> on I-40. I've had to make that drive enough times. And then if, what exists between Memphis you know. and Little Rock, and then Little Rock and Texarkana. Mm. Sounds awesome. Uh, there, okay. mm. If I never have to drive I'll between Nashville and Memphis again, I will be happy. We could have seen America's Splendor. I've made splendor. that drive. That's what I'm America's Splendor. I, I caught it, it, it from 35,000 feet. It looked, mm, it looked nice, oh, right? Yeah. We were Beautiful. sandwiched between a million people on these planes. I don't know. I mean, Southwest. Let's go back to no middle seats. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Come on. Like, know, that is the one social distancing measure that I am 100% in favor of. You know what I like? Sitting down at concerts now. I'm old enough. Like, reserve <laughs> tables. Hey, that was great. Uh, socially distant concerts. Sign me up for that. And no middle seats on the plane. Deal. I'm ready for it. Let's mm, let's adapt you. and evolve, people. Oh, I mean, once you start spreading COVID around. Yeah, I don't know why we need to stand up at concerts. Be a super spreader. A vector, if you will. You got a party. That's why you got to have games at 8 o'clock. 
Because you got the people at noon who want to sit in the stands. Eight yeah. o'clock, you got people who want to get you up. You know what? And go. That might be the next thing. Just taking the seats out entirely. Yes. Just have a numbered <laughs> space. You're It'd coming be, here. You're coming to party. That's right. I don't want that. I don't. I don't. That's not the solution. And in the press box. In the press box no only. Chair. No, well, no chairs would, in the I press box. I would actually like a lot of people removed from the press box. But that's another <laughs> conversation entirely. We're not even going to get next week. Austin names names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would he like yes. to see kicked out? Previously on Letter Than Live. <laughs> Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us again. Nicole Cox for having us in here in the Letterman Lounge. That's Berm, Jay-Z, and Bobby Carpenter. I am Austin Ward. We'll be right back here next Monday. Come hang out. Uh, otherwise, watch us on YouTube or find all of our coverage at LettermanRoad.com. See ya. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.